No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where God gives Jeremiah a message of judgment for all the nations. In the future, the Lord will roar from on high and disaster shall go forth. We hope you join us as Pastor Daryl continues in Jeremiah chapter 25 on Simply the Bible. It seems that people are such that things must really get bad before they change. We could listen to our teachers and save ourselves much time and trouble, but so often we turn to our own way. It isn't until later when we are suffering the consequences of our choices that we look up to God. It often takes devastation before we realize how much we need him. Judgment is God's strange work, but he does bring it as the last resort to arouse those who are spiritually dead or who have forsaken the way. We continue in Jeremiah chapter 25, verse 15. For thus says the Lord God of Israel to me, take this wine cup of fury from my hand and cause all the nations to whom I send you to drink it. And they will drink and stagger and go mad because of the sword that I will send among them. God speaks of his judgment as a wine cup full of his fury. And he was causing Jeremiah to cause people to drink of this cup of wrath. That is, he was commissioned by God to tell them about the impending judgment of God. It would be such that it would be like one who was drunk, somebody who is staggering around and even going mad because of the sword that the Lord was sending upon them. Then I took the cup from the Lord's hand and made all the nations drink to whom the Lord had sent me. Now we think of Jeremiah as being a prophet to Judah, which he was, but he was more than that. Because when God first called Jeremiah, he said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. So Jeremiah takes now the cup of God's judgment and he gives it to all the nations, beginning with Jerusalem. Why does he start with Jerusalem? Well, Peter tells us in 1 Peter 4.17, For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? You could say that God disciplines his kids first. Jerusalem and the cities of Judah, its kings and its princes, to make them a desolation an astonishment, a hissing, and a curse, as it is this day. Jerusalem was given much light. God entered a covenant with Israel, giving them his law and blessing them with the land. And then, of course, he established his temple there in Jerusalem. But they refused to walk in his light. So they would become a desolation and an object of ridicule. Verse 19, Pharaoh, king of Egypt, his servants, his princes, and all his people, 
all the mixed multitude, all the kings of the land of Uz, all the kings of the land of the Philistines, namely Ashkelon, Geza, Ekron, and the remnant of Ashdod. Egypt and the cities of the Philistines would also drink from this cup of God's wrath. They would be judged. And King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon would be the Lord's instrument to execute his wrath against these nations for their sins. Edom, Moab, and the people of Ammon, all the kings of Tyre, all the kings of Sidon, and the kings of the coastlands, which are across the sea, Dedan, Tima, Buzz, and all who are in the farthest corners, all the kings of Arabia, and all the kings of the mixed multitude who dwell in the desert, all the kings of Zimri, all the kings of Elam, and all the kings of the Medes. Now, these were nations, most of which we can correspond to actual geographical locations today. Some we cannot. Edom and Moab correspond to modern Jordan today. Tyre and Sidon would be modern Lebanon. Dedan and Tima, and that would be Saudi Arabia. Elam would be Iran, and Medes would be Iraq. So these are the geographical areas that were represented here, and God was bringing his message of judgment to all of them. Now, it's interesting that when King Nebuchadnezzar from Babylon came into the land, that it was these nations that he conquered. All the kings of the north, far and near, one with another, and all the kingdoms of the world which are on the face of the earth. Also the king of Shishak shall drink after them. So all the kings of the north and all the kingdoms of the world would seem to point beyond the judgment that occurred under King Nebuchadnezzar to the future judgment at the end of the age that will be so much more widespread. And during the great tribulation, God's wrath will be poured out upon the entire Christ-rejecting world. Now, Shishak was a cryptic name for Babylon, and of course, that becomes very significant in the future. In the book of Revelation, we speak about mystery Babylon. Therefore, it seems that Jeremiah's prophecy here against the nations stretches out into the future judgment of God immediately before the second coming of Christ to establish his kingdom on earth. At that time, Mystery Babylon, or Shishak, will drink the cup of God's wrath. We believe that this refers to the world system that has its roots in Babylon. Verse 27, Therefore you shall say to them, Thus says the Lord of hosts, The God of Israel, drink, be drunk, and vomit. Fall and rise no more because of the sword which I will send among you. And it shall be if they refuse to take the cup from your hand to drink, then you shall say to them, thus says the Lord of hosts, you shall certainly drink. For behold, I begin to bring calamity on the city, which is called by my name. And should you be utterly unpunished, you shall not be unpunished, for I will call for a sword on all the inhabitants of the earth, says the Lord of hosts. So God begins with Jerusalem, but he says, listen, should I punish my people, Jerusalem, and not punish you, other nations? Surely they will all drink of the cup of my wrath in that day. Now, we must understand there are two cups 
that are given. One here is the cup of God's wrath to those who have sinned against God and have not received God's atonement for their sins. But then there is the cup of fellowship. Now we know Jesus drank from the cup of God's wrath. You know that in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed that this cup would pass from him, this cup that he had to drink, the cup of receiving God's wrath for the sins of the world. He drank that cup, but he gave to his disciples a different cup, the cup of fellowship, the cup of communion. He said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. And we have a choice. We can either drink of the cup of fellowship through faith in Jesus Christ and receive forgiveness and atonement for our sins, or we will drink of the cup of God's wrath against sin. Verse 30, therefore prophesy against them all these words and say to them, the Lord will roar from on high and utter his voice from his holy habitation. He will roar mightily against his fold. He will give a shout as those who tread the grapes against all the inhabitants of the earth. A noise will come to the ends of the earth for the Lord has a controversy with the nations. He will plead his case with all flesh. He will give those who are wicked to the sword, says the Lord. So the Lord will be as a lion roaring from on high in that day. Of course, we know Jesus will come to tread the winepress of the wrath of God. He will be the lion of the tribe of Judah in that day. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Behold, disaster shall go forth from nation to nation, and a great whirlwind shall be raised up from the farthest parts of the earth. And at that day, the slain of the Lord shall be from one end of the earth even to the other end of the earth. They shall not be lamented or gathered or buried. They shall become refuse on the ground. And so during this time of the great tribulation, disaster from nation to nation, it seems that we so often don't respond to the Lord unless there is disaster, and then there will be disaster. There will be a great whirlwind, a storm of God's judgment, and the slain will be all over the earth. Of course, we know billions and billions of people will be perishing, dying from the various plagues that are coming upon the world during this great tribulation. Wail, shepherds, and cry. Roll about in the ashes, you leaders of the flock, for the days of your slaughter and your dispersions are fulfilled. You shall fall like a precious vessel, and the shepherds will have no way to flee, nor the leaders of the flock to escape. A voice of the cry of the shepherds and a wailing of the leaders to the flock will be heard. For the Lord has plundered their pasture and the peaceful dwellings are cut down because of the fierce anger of the Lord. He has left his lair like the lion for their land is desolate because of the fierceness of the oppressor and because of his fierce anger. So Jeremiah would call the shepherds, the leaders of these nations to cry out because of everything that will come upon them. They'll be like a precious vessel that is shattered, like a clay pot shattered into many pieces. And who will be able to bear the fierceness 
of God's wrath. Of course, again, in Revelation, we know that the people will call upon the stones to fall upon them to hide them from the face of the Lamb of God and from the day of his wrath. Now, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.11, knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Let me tell you, it's difficult for me to go through these many passages of judgment that are in Jeremiah. Think of how difficult this was for Jeremiah to preach these things. He prophesied over the death of a nation and the imminent judgment of God. We must be aware that things will not continue as they have forever. All we have to do is just look at the past two years to see how many changes have occurred in the world to know that things can change rapidly. And I do believe that we are under the judgment of God in preparation for what is about to occur. Now, think that Jeremiah wrote these words 2,600 years ago, and yet God has been patiently waiting to bring them to pass. He is slow to bring judgment, not wanting anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. And that is why we persuade men, knowing that the time is short. So have you found your shelter through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? It is the only way that the cup of judgment passes from us so that we might be the recipients of God's love. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. That's calvarytv.org. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify and please leave us a review. On Monday, we will return to the book of 2 Chronicles to look at the reign of Rehoboam, King Solomon's son. We hope you'll join us as we continue teaching through God's Word on Simply the Bible. Simply the Bible.